The third line of business is this new and new product called Uluven, where we are selling the scooter upfront for 55,000 rupees approximately. But then you pay us monthly subscription fee for the smart mobility pack that includes the battery and also the features. So this scooter, for example, is almost like there's no key. So for you to use it, you need you do app and the connectivity module. So this is the entire package being created. We call it the smart mobility pack. So customer basically subscribe and pay. It's very similar to let's say an Ether or, or Nexon. Like you actually have to pay for the smart connectivity module. Hi, wherever you're listening to this, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Startup Fridays. Conversations with accomplished entrepreneurs and VC investors. I'm Hari Arakli, and in this episode, Amit Gupta, co-founder and CEO of Yulu Bikes, gives us a simple update on how the electric moped venture will continue its pin code by pin code approach to growth. Earlier this year, Yulu added a battery as a service business called Yuma. Yulu has also entered the OEM business with Bajaj Auto making the Yulu Win a more stylish version of the Yulu Miracle. That consumers can buy for about fifty-five thousand rupees upfront, and then subscribe to one of Yulu's battery and mobility plans. This interview was recorded in the second week of September, and I point that out because in a couple of places when Amit talks about timetables, that's the reference. Apologies to you all that I couldn't publish this faster. Amit expects to go from about twenty-five thousand of Yulu's low-speed scooters on Indian roads at the time we spoke to about one hundred thousand by June. He also expects Yulu to hit break-even this year. Uh, Amit, welcome back uh, to this podcast. Um, it's been, I think, two years, a little bit over that, uh, since I had you on as a guest last time. And obviously, so much has changed in India, and definitely within the urban mobility and electric mobility sector as well. So, and your company, of course, is. Playing an important role in making that positive change. So looking forward to this conversation. Thanks for making time for this. Thank you once again. Pleasure to be back on your show and talking to you. Can you give us a quick overview uh, of uh, what Yulu is today, just to give us a sense of how far you've come on that journey? Yeah. So we have actually made uh, some very good progress. I would say that one of the important milestone uh, which we achieved last year. Um, Was raising our Series B round of funding, so we ended up raising eighty-two million dollar, led by a US-based automobile component maker called Magna. And not only that money, which was again very critical for our growth, we also got another big partner in our journey along with Bajaj, who basically understand mobility manufacturing very very deeply. and we also did actually one very interesting thing uh, which was uh, uh, we saw the importance of swappable battery in our business model and the infrastructure that is required to be built and we saw that as an opportunity not only for yulu but also a larger electrification goal for the country and we ended up creating a new entity called yuma and yuma came from yulu and magna and basically their energy as a service company and the entire business model is to now go provide battery as a service to start with to companies like yulu so today yulu is our yulu is a yuma's first customer but uh, they are also extending their network to other form factors other uh, automobile oem and what is actually interesting here is that on one hand yulu basically has 
taken off this capex uh, from our uh, from our books but even day to day operations and i think that this requires uh, a management team uh, thinking day in day out uh, and certainly there's a lot of money required so we kind of found a very great partner with uh, with magna in this in this journey and we think that with our own demand we will be able to create a far larger entity uh, which would not have been possible if we were just keeping things with us so that's another big uh, milestone i would say important thing and this whole vision of having energy as a service carve out uh, we saw it like 3 years ago and we started working towards that and you know there's a kind of reality and now what has happened we have two big engines firing uh, from a ulu and umas perspective uh, there's a ulu engine which is kind of adding more and more bikes uh, in multiple pin codes so if you remember our playground was always the pin code not the larger city so we build business zip code by zip code and that is now coming to play uh, over last uh, i would say since our time back in uh, march which is almost 5 uh, to 6 months from now we have grown almost 5 4 times already in terms of vehicle count in terms of revenue in terms of generally uh, all business metrics and uh, one important milestone of our journey which we are hoping to achieve actually uh, early next quarter is the ebitda profitability so we are itching inch, inch close uh, you know in hitting our ebitda goal and you know fingers crossed uh, should happen very very soon uh, certainly this year for sure so this is one important milestone if you know i think from your perspective it is uh, important and from yulu's perspective it is phenomenally important because as a company we have been building the business with a profitability in the in the mind and if you remember i don't know if i mentioned uh, with that clarity and and that conviction we are not uh, trying to replicate what other micro mobility companies did in the west where they kept on raising hundreds of millions of dollar capital without worrying about the profitability and the yield we basically are far more frugal and for us whatever we have been doing we are doing to get profitability asap and what this profitability is actually doing to you look uh, so in the past we have raised a lot of venture capital basically you know equity capital uh, which was helping us to bridge the operational gap and we were also able to buy uh, you know new bikes but uh, we don't want to dilute ourselves for, for future growth so now we are able to leverage debt capital uh, and uh, uh, you know basically we got money from uh, dfis uh, so if you are familiar with this word there's a us based dfc uh, which has given us uh, 9 million dollar so first uh, so the audi basically committed uh, a large sum to yulu and then whole idea is that if everything is going well then this number can be actually pretty large uh, we have now a term sheet from three more uh, debt uh, institutions who are basically giving us money and it is all possible because our business is now getting to profitability in fact the moment we hit profitability we have a very large sum of capital which is kind of knocking our door and not last but not the least uh, we believe that uh, you should also basically go and raise one more round of uh, equity capital before we finally go for an ipo so uh, there's a lot of interest in the company uh, not only we are not number one in the in the market uh, in the shared mobility space but the 
unit economics, the business model, the fundamental stuff, which I told you we have been building, they're in a very good shape. Uh, and uh, one more thing, by the way, happened, uh, you know, from the time we spoke last, we spoke about uh, Bajaj making our own vehicle. So that vehicle is also on the road in, in, in a good quantum. In fact, this month, we are stepping up the production and deployment pretty significantly. Uh, and uh, we are looking at doubling our fleet by end of this year. So in three months, you will be doubling its uh, its vehicle count. So a lot of interesting things uh, and, and development at, at our Yeah, clearly, you look like you're set for your next big stage of growth. Um, how, how old is Yuma now? So Yuma is technically one year old. Uh, they, it came to existence after funding round, which happened sometime this 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 time of the year, last year, September only. But at the same time, Yuma is not a new entity. Uh, from a uh, from the body and the and the spirit and the soul and everything, because it was all Yulu's uh, innovation, which we have been building from last five years. So as a part of our contribution to the entity, we transferred key people. Uh, the, the battery technology, the charging, the software stack, and certainly you lose business. So this was almost like a train which has been going. And now we basically have put up a far bigger engine uh, and far more fuel into that. So it's kind of now the train will actually probably become a you know a full commercial cargo airline, uh, which will take off in a big manner. And can you tell us a bit more about how it will work? Is this like a battery swapping kind of business? Uh, so I'm thinking there are some standard ways in which other customers and their vehicles can also use the same standard batteries and thing connectors and things like that. How will it work in practice? So, Hari, to start with, uh, you know, while the vision is energy as a service, uh, which should cater to not only uh, lithium and iron and the battery, what you see, but future forms of energy, not just mobility, but also look beyond mobility in form, in terms of uh, industrial application. And not just India, but look beyond India. So it's a very multifaceted, multi-dimensional uh, vision, which is which we think we can think we can see for next 50 years, uh, very clearly. But at the same time, you have to start, you know, uh, from from a small step, and that's where low-speed vehicle, uh, a battery pack which is running on a lithium-ion, uh, you know, uh, chemistry, and then powering Yulu vehicle in India, that's their first step, and in this whole journey, what has happened that we have adopted or Yuma has adopted what Yulu had in terms of the battery dimension and the connector. Now, you must have heard about government talking about uh, standardization. So a lot of discussion happened last year, last to last year. But when government actually bounced off this idea to industry body, they all basically said that industry is way too new for you to push or the industry for government to push any standardization in terms of the battery dimension. And the reason was that uh, you know these development cycles typically take a year or two. So if I have to adopt a new battery standard, then I'm being pushed by at least two years. And the battery pack dimension, which has been adopted, that player will have a disproportionate advantage. It's almost like our 2020, 2005, 2010, when every Nokia phone, forget every other OEM, they had different chargers. So even back then, things were so fragmented. Even today, uh, in the case of two-wheeler particularly, I'll not comment on uh, what's happening with the other segment, but two-wheeler particularly, the space is very crunched. 
and then there's a two-wheeler which is made for very high speed someone is making for low speed someone is making for just going to 40. so it's not like a plug-and-play unfortunately like a double AA, a triple a battery so what government finally said that i want to put a standard framework for safety because they were very worried about the fires and and consumer uh, getting uh, impacted because of that so they basically came after put together a very strong and and consistent framework framework related to the safety but post that they assume and they believe that industry will have three four five standards and in due course just like USB-C, they will be one or two standards which will be predominant and people will be making their own alliances so that's exactly what has uh, is, is happening and this is not just specific to india but other large markets where software batteries are present same playbook is being played out so no one is trying to push one standard and i think if if i look at from yuma's perspective so yuma has one large customer in the form of yulu and now they're talking to some more oems and ultimately it's all about your you know whose network is coming best at your home at your office and you tend to take that connection and uh, this is a similarity so if yuma has built a large network so they have 125 odd spots already swapping stations already and any other oem wants to looking for a swappable solution then they will say that okay yuma actually knows their game so they will come and take the battery specification and there's basically some technical integration work that happens so that's how things will be played out i would say in a study state we certainly would like yuma to be one of the top two or top three companies in this in fact we would like it yuma to be leading with a majority of the market share but this is not going to be winner takes all this is not going to be monopoly just like telco business most of these infrastructure businesses there will be one or two or three players whose standard will be widely adopted and they will put up this very strong dense network reliable network which will be powering mobility at least to start with in the country i mean your long-term vision the way you articulated did you mean that you will also get into other technologies like hydrogen or uh, i don't know anything else that comes up in the future so from a vision perspective answer is uh, you must should do that uh, but if you ask me is there anything uh, in the roadmap answer is absolutely no i think what we are doing from a yuma's lens is uh, big enough important enough for us to to keep us busy but right now the work whatever is happening is to is towards getting more oem on the on on board catering to mid speed product catering to other form factors like yuma recently announced that they they have intentions to also take care of mobility for e rickshaws Hmm. So I think there's enough and big canvas across form factors, maybe tinkering with chemistry. Uh, certainly there's a regional scope. So from four city, five city, how do you take this to 100 cities? Uh, from India, how do you take it to outside of India? So I think they have a very large canvas before hydrogen and you know some more things evolved at a commercial stage. Uh, just briefly, uh, the EBITDA positive, uh, you know, you're looking to hit it in the October, November, December quarter. And is yes. that for the consolidated Yulu plus Yuma business? No. So this is uh, for uh, Yulu. Hmm. Uh, Yuma actually has its own PNL, and uh, uh, yeah, so it's a long-term investment, I would say. I'm talking about Yulu right now. Uh, so a year ago, the, the big funding round that you announced, that is, that's largely gone towards expanding Yulu's networks and yeah. so on. Okay. 
So can you uh, give us an update on the main products today? So Hari, we have three avatars. So there's clearly a platform approach. So there's a, I would say, common platform, which is the chassis and the powertrain and battery pack for that matter, IoT. But then there are a little bit different look and feel. So the first uh, avatar for Yulu made by Bajaj is Miracle, mm. which is a flagship product uh, people have been using for the last mile commute. So people want to take Yulu from metro to office, office to metro, and all of those sub five kilometer distances. Uh, so our original OG business model, you can say. So we made a miracle from, uh, you know, uh, with, with respect to third generation product built by Bajaj. The second product is Dex, uh, which basically is far more elevated from the product which you see on the road. And it has got a carrier, it has got the, uh, a mobile holder, bunch of things which you know, a gig worker or delivery person requires. And interestingly, we actually got one more version of use the same platform called Yuluvin. So Yuluvin is actually our entry into personal mobility, what we call, hmm. which is selling the scooter to the end consumer. So what was happening for a very long time, we were getting a request that this vehicle is so so easy. Uh, you know, where can I buy and, and why don't you sell it? And we're like, I don't know how to take care of you because it's like I can sell you the scooter, but repair, maintenance and bunch of things. And for that matter, the charging infrastructure, uh, you know, our guys were charging the battery. Uh, they were coming to Yulu Zone and flipping the battery. There was no Yuma stations with that order of magnitude. But when Bajaj happened, Yuma happened, it gave us a good confidence and conviction that Maybe riding on these two infrastructure, we can go and now sell the scooter. But here we have taken a very unique approach. We are not selling the battery. We are just selling the scooter. And then you pay battery as a service. And what it is doing, it is actually taking care of three important problems. One is that people are worried about paying upfront for the battery. It's a humongous cost. Second thing, the technology is changing. So today it is... uh, RFP, tomorrow it will be sodium, it will be God knows what all. And you don't want to be by stuck with something which is kind of an old technology. And third thing is a range anxiety. So while you have bought an EV, but you are on the road and you don't want to be having the pain of charging. So imagine that uh, in old world where you had to carry a power bank. Uh, not good. You need reliability when you are commuting. And uh, we've taken that hassle out. So all three things we have taken out by giving you this. And in fact, from a user's ROI perspective, it makes more sense. In fact, the other way to look at it that you would have taken, let's say, an EMI uh, or loan for that battery if you have bought it. Then the charges which you are paying, uh, you know, we believe will be higher because electric mobility, the EMI and interest rate are still very high. So we are you know, we are giving you a monthly package with all of these goodness at a far more attractive price. So, and this is the convenience part, but the more importantly, what is actually driving people towards this new form factor, you know, the sheer convenience and easiness and does not require driving lessons, by the way. So it's a still 25 kilometer per hour maximum speed. So a lot of teenager kids uh, who are basically need to go to college, tuitions, uh, they basically are taking it a um, lot of you know folks who have bought it for their spouses because they thought that uh, the existing vehicles are way too cumbersome 
and uh, and one interesting thing we saw that many people want to buy an ev uh, but uh, you know there's only one car park so but they want to experience uh, you know having an ownership of an ev or easy product to move around so we are seeing people who have already have a car uh, they basically are buying it just for the you know next door commute and it becomes kind of family uh, family product for them uh, and there's some more interesting learning what we have got so we think that this is a this is an interesting category which we can build uh, with our understanding and our deep commitment on r&d and on on technology uh, current market is all about you know ice power product so the top four uh, electric uh, two wheeler makers which is ola i30 vs and bajaj they are right now going after the displacement market so people who had petrol scooters and motorcycles now they are this number is close to 200 million plus they are going after that what yulu is saying that there's a market and by the way 80% people in india have no vehicle so there's a huge elasticity in in the in the market itself but no one has created a product and uh, a, a interesting similarity you know if i talk about the two wheeler market is is china so china is 400 million two wheeler by the way more than 80% of the vehicles over there are low speed just like you do so we think that uh, you know while people don't see these vehicles and this is a intellectual part where someone wants to see if it is existing or not and we are like no we think there's a need and if we come up with a great product uh, ticking all of the boxes remove all of the frictions then people will buy uh, in a very large quantity so between a cycle and a scooter there's nothing in between we are trying to bring a product uh, which is which is not only efficient but also safe and fun and easy to easy to use uh, so that's our plan we actually think uh, the there's a business and and the revenue and the line item of mobility as a service which we already doing we actually think that there's an interesting opportunity for yulu to double down on that uh, so yeah so we're looking forward to that as well so uh, so just to capture sort of the you know current size and scope of where yulu is at uh, give us the some of the numbers that you can share i mean how okay. many bikes how many yulu zones how many cities yeah so hari uh, there's actually not a lot of addition in terms of cities to start with i think we have been running business in delhi bombay bangalore uh, we have recently added gurgaon which uh, honestly speaking is part of the delhi ncr cluster so from our perspective this is kind of the similar leadership team sitting in delhi they basically have a team in gurgaon trying to build the story uh from a bike perspective we have now little over 25000 vehicles uh and end of this month this number will be 30000 so this month actually is a important month where we are stepping up uh our new deployments and here onwards we see 7 to 8000 vehicles being added every month so uh, and now in terms of the plan so we have by the way also gone denser and deeper uh, in our existing cities so we were only present in uh, before basically all of this beginning of this year we we were running close to 67 6.5000 vehicle fleet and as i said 4x so in mumbai for example we only were present in bkc and little bit of navi mumbai but now we have gone beyond bkc so bandra west andheri full andheri to malad andheri east and it is actually so interesting if you happen to go there walk 
uh, or, or go there every minute you will see two you know and i'm not just uh, just making a statement for heck of it you actually go and if your friends over there just call ask uh, hey do you know you do and how frequently do you see them so that's the level of density same thing we have been able to do in 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 bangalore where our fleet count has gone double and uh, same area so we had so much of demand in the same area and we saw actually interesting thing that if we put better density our customer retention actually goes up our profitability goes up so the path to profitability did not happen by we adding more cities for us the path to profit profitability was going denser mm. because as a part of the business we had to set up this infrastructure which has its own fixed cost so we have to amortize that cost over x number of vehicle and this is exactly what we have done without any distraction very patiently diligently we kind of adding more and more bikes with the same number of fixed costs or resources and then hitting profitability one cluster at a time so so we are now as i said very very near uh maybe half of our clusters are already operationally pos- positive and remaining half uh, will also get the same way in next couple of months yeah i mean obviously it's it's uh, even to a lay person like me uh, listening to you it's you know it becomes clear that you all have persevered and you've you know made your tweaks and you're you're close to kind of figuring out the model or you've figured it out now but i'm thinking that uh, the real impact will start happening when you i don't know go from here another 10x in terms of number of vehicles uh, you know half million million 5 million kind of numbers then i think you'll be making a huge impact yeah. i'm just wondering you know what your thought thoughts are on how you get there yeah so clearly hari you know i can tell you what assertively we know and after that uh, you know it will be an excel sheet math so please don't ding me for that but we have a very clear line of sight Uh, for the hundred thousand vehicle mark, where we have mapped the uh, the demand bottoms up, and also mapped the cities, and the good part is to for us to get to hundred thousand vehicle mark, and uh, generating the de- desired margin and the money, uh, we just need to be present in seven cities, maximum eight cities. So we're still not talking about kind of boiling the ocean, going everywhere. No, so it's a very dense. And as I said that. our playbook is a micro market which is a pin code so we actually will go pin code by pin code even if we go enter new cities let's say hyderabad or chennai or whatever we are not going to launch in entire city we'll again pick lego by lego block by block so and for that we now work with uh, some of the large uh, food tech and you know the hyper local platforms so which are very popular for food groceries and medicines in that order we have got a great product market fit we believe that if i look at the full time delivery workers for food tech uh, the last two companies as we know our estimation is that we already got a good 10 to 15% of their rider base which are right now coming from yulu and with profitability which they need to chase with environmental uh, value they want to show the sustainability part Swiggy is also, by the way, going public. Zomato has been in public. The goodness which has been given, the money which has been allocated for, you know, ESG-friendly company is actually insanely good. So we think that we have a real answer to their problem. Everything else is that you know, 
us these guys cannot just go to an oem say oh let me do a partnership with you know an electric two wheeler maker company but who will buy the challenge is the gig worker who is kind of not the rich guy uh, he needs or she needs a, a platform or a, or, a, or a bike or a, or a battery network to keep running for 80 to 100 kilometers and this cannot be achieved with a very expensive vehicle this cannot be achieved with a battery pack which you charge it charging at home because you need a uninterrupted day for the duty throughout the day so that you maximize your running and this is where you look comes into picture um, and then there are elements on we moving people so we are already very big uh, close to 20000 plus trips happens every day on yulu network uh, moving people and uh, this is our miracle business just to remind you same thing is being replicated for delhi and bombay in a very massive manner and we think that with uh, with focus on these two customer segments with a very unique inventory of supply basically the vehicle given to both customer segments we are able to now do a good job we struggled by the way when we spoke last time we had only one form factor miracle which was used by both gig workers and daily commuters and daily commuters will come and crib for the right reason they will say you know i am not getting the bike because the person who is delivering food using yulu they will typically keep it for a week they are not putting it back at yulu zone because my daily commuter they use yulu for 20 25 minutes they put it back at the yulu zone for someone else to use it but the when the bike is being picked for the last mile delivery they keep it with them and second problem which was kind of also being voiced that hey i am i work for this big company mnc or the startup uh perception wise i am not a i am not a delivery guy so this bifurcation of assets by a very unique identity and accessories and making sure that it is kind of fitting the bill has also helped us quite a lot so otherwise we did not have a good answer to operationally run these two lines of businesses or you can say customer segment in a very uh, efficient manner today can you talk about your business model i mean now there are so many moving parts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> certainly so we have very uh, three business uh, lines i would say mm-hmm. powered by the same just to remind you same product and technology platform uh, even the vehicle platform by the way same uh the first business model is uh, moving people for short distances uh, powered by uh, yulu miracle where people pick up these vehicles from y- these yulu zone sorry you were asking me about yulu zone i'll just give you a number for that as well but yulu zone you pick and you drop at another yulu zone and uh, we are charging by minute so we are charging 2 rupee 50 paisa per minute and typical journey will be between 25 to 30 minutes uh for the commute reasons we'll also get uh, some sometime users who will take it for a leisure ride and they will typically take it for hour and half so they will just take so lot of now e bike tours are happening on yulu there 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 entrepreneurs there organizations who are doing a, a partnership with us and they are taking people around for a food trip cultural trip uh, shopping trip and so on so that's also kind of a small but they tend to give us a lot of money uh, but our bread and butter is typically 25 minutes trip 25 to 30 minutes trip and people pay us rupee 50 paisa and then we are able to see 3.5 to 4 trips uh, on a, on a on a given day uh, on these bikes uh, at a very 
overall average level. The second business model is uh, the the last mile delivery, where we work with the gig workers directly. So many a times when people talk to us and they say, "Oh, you have a B two B business," we say, "No, we don't have a B two B business. Our business is only B two C, because my customer is the gig worker. He or she is basically taking Ulu service, and they typically take a prepay plan of one week." And the reason why typically take a one week plan because their payout from these platform is also weekly, so they pay us money upfront and then they deliver goods, food, as I said, grocery, medicines or whatever, uh, for one of these companies. And typically there we we have different packages starting from two hundred rupees, uh, you know, depending on how much duration you are taking. But on an average, people take their seven days back. Which uh, is costing two hundred twenty-five rupees, uh, approximately. So that's what we do with the gig workers. So that's our second line of business. The third line of business is this new and new product called Uluvin, where we are selling the scooter upfront for fifty-five thousand rupees, approximately. But then you pay us monthly subscription fee for the smart mobility pack that includes the battery and also the features. So this scooter, for example, is almost like there's no key. So for you to use it, you need Ulu app and the connectivity module. So this is the entire package being created. We call it a smart mobility pack. So customer basically subscribe and pay. It's very similar to let's say an Ether or 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 or, or Nexon. Like you actually have to pay for the smart connectivity module uh, and for that features to be utilized by you. So these are the three business model what we have got. And then we are a shareholder in Yuma, which is right now earning from Yulu and hopefully earn from many other OEMs. But from our accounting, we are not basically counting that revenue. Just to be clear, it's a separate entity. You know, we are just a shareholder and the power customer. And roughly, what's a sort of an average uh, subscription cost per month for anyone who buys a Yulu win? Sure. So there are three tiers. Uh, depending on your use case, uh, we basically have. uh created these plans the first plan if i'm not wrong is close to 500 rupees the second plan is uh, 700 and the third plan is approximately 900 rupees so depending on how much usage you have got you subscribe to that and then you know uh, you take care of mm. I mean, very often as you know on our streets uh, when it comes to personal mobility people have pillion riders sometimes entire families uh while the scooter might be a low speed scooter can it accommodate a pillion so um i would say that from a legal perspective uh it is not a problem because our vehicle is a, actually a bicycle yeah legally but practically uh this vehicle also has a limitation of the power so what happens that uh, for you to actually put a full fledged two people then the amount of power what you need in the bike is has to be very high and uh, our guidelines for in india the guidelines what what we have currently you know you cannot put two people and if you are putting two people then the bike will only run at 10 or 15 uh, max speed so we didn't want to do that so we have chosen right now a path where our bikes are designed for one person but many a times you see two people sometimes three people having fun yeah. Yeah. so there's no problem with the vehicle strength per se but the vehicle will not move at 25 because yeah. we have to cap the power uh, at 
250 average max. Uh, obviously, you guys are the experts on the use cases. I'm sure you have a lot of data that you collected and studied. But this has been, uh, by the way, one big ask. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We think that in certain countries, they have allowed the power to be higher. Like it is uh, very common for many countries to have the low speed variant uh, to have 700 uh, watt power. Uh, India has 250 watt average power. So, uh, you know, maybe in some due course, uh, if there's a change in uh, legal requirement uh, for us, it's just kind of a, some change in the firmware to allow a vehicle to basically get more power from the battery and the, from the motor. Yeah, that's a very interesting nuance and insight, isn't it? I mean, you can have higher power delivery, but keep the speed low so it will still be safe and still be yeah. under 25 kilometers. Because every morning I step out, yeah. I'm sure the experience is similar for you, to drop my son to his bus stop for school. I know. <laughs> I see so many parents with sometimes two children on their scooters taking them to school. Actually, kids and, are not a problem, Hari. Yeah. I think kids, uh, for Yulu, when we are thinking that put maybe add a child seat uh, if we can if we are convinced that it's safe then uh, we would like to make it happen in fact that's one big use case in china also uh. a lot of you know parents they ferry on their kids on these scooters uh, so i actually do see a good use case which this bike can also afford mm. uh, from a compromise on the performance perspective uh, maybe we'll pick this up uh, you know as a, as, a, as a design problem right okay uh, so now, in terms of making the scooters, is everything being made by Bajaj? Are you still importing some of them? So only thing right now which is being imported in this scooter is a cell. Um, everything else, 100% uh, in India. Kudos to Bajaj and their team, R&D team. Over the last two years, uh, they developed a very strong local ecosystem. So like our entire motor, for example, is made in India. Uh, the, the motor controller which has a lot of chips everything is india so it's very delightful in fact we used to live live in the world where our su supply chain sourcing used to take three months but now i think it's less than three weeks actually even lesser so it's uh, a big relief for us and personally for me it's a matter of proud a uh, lot of pride where uh, you know you're doing something right and, and good and you are able to make it in India, uh, and and thanks to Bajaj uh, Auto Limited for this, uh, they like put their best team on the job. Give us a sense of their uh, capacity today to churn out how many you lose. So you so you know that Bajaj has a very 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 large setup, uh, sure. you know, and our uh, new batch is now being done at Akurdi, actually not Akurdi, the Chakan plant. Okay which has a humongous scale, humongous scale. So today, what we basically have got is uh, uh, they can churn 10,000 vehicles per month. Uh, okay. But uh, we just have to give them two months notice to increase it. Okay. And by the way, even this 10,000 is only one, one and a half shift. So even if you double the shift, uh, there's actually far more production. So when I asked this question uh, from Mr. Mr. Rajiv Bajaj, uh, he will say, Amit, uh, you just have to tell us how many bikes you need. We'll not, uh, you know, we'll always honor uh, those numbers. So don't worry about it. So I think vehicle manufacturing capability at scale with the right quality is no longer a pain point for us. 
which was by the way a huge problem for us uh, where we had to wait for everything for three months four months lot of dependence now that is gone it's behind us mm, very nice okay three quick standard questions and then i'm done uh, can you give us a sense of your growth you said you'll hit a bit of positive uh, in terms of your sales revenues how are you doing yeah so as i said that we sit on 25000 uh, vehicles right now by december we will be doubling it and by june it will be four times uh, we will add uh, three four more cities in next nine months ebitda positive uh, also we are hoping to get free cash flow sometime h1 of next year so not only just ebitda but uh, when we are basically getting lot of debt even that will be serviced Uh, so we will be a free cash flow, which is EBIT positive, by the way, from financial perspective. Uh, we do see some interesting uptake from this new win. Uh, when I am telling you the number, I am not adding anything from that bucket. So it's kind of a, a work which we are kind of doing and figuring things out. And we're also hoping to see, by the way, one more thing I did not tell you, uh, Hari, that uh, very recently we basically announced a new program. which call it as yulu business partner so uh, what is happening that when we go go to a city there's a set of things which you have to do and this business unlike many other business is not just you know you opening the tap and everything happen on its own there is a lot of operation element involved not just on day one but every day so we said that from yulu's perspective we will be running the show on our own in 2025 cities only but we think that india has 1000 plus towns and cities what about those cities do we not need something like yulu absolutely yes we want that so we started inviting entrepreneurs and entities from smaller towns tier 2 tier 3 cities where there are bunch of passionate folks who are saying that that i want to run yulu so we are giving them yulu in the box which is a bike technology operational playbook every goddamn support you can think of and they basically own the asset they run it and we basically have empowered them uh, just like our team so we think that we will also like to see yulu service and and business beyond the cities which we are having in our roadmap so we have this interesting platform approach now which is also being amplified uh, another thing which is happening that both magna and bajaj they have their businesses in, in like lot of lot of countries so they are also now talking that can we take yulu to other countries so i cannot comment on the date but certainly when we speak sometime in q4 same time next year you will see that oh my god yulu platform is now present in so many countries and cities where we are not optionally running it so that's another you can say a wild card or or a card which we have been keeping in our pocket which can give us a disproportionate amount of growth and that growth will also come with a relatively low operational bandwidth and and financial bandwidth from euro side and this will be very high value uh, you know addition to our uh, value creation in general mm. and not to put you in a spot or anything but fy24 i mean then are you looking at 34x versus fy22 so very clearly in fact from last financial year to this financial year we should be 7 to 8x but to be very honest uh, our base was so small so let me not take that lot of credit for that uh, but it will be a very sizable business for sure uh, in 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 totality and then uh, financial year next 
uh, which is uh, the next, uh, you know, FY 20, 24, 25, uh, we should be growing at least 3x uh, from the current financial year. So we see a good, you know, kind of built up of revenue and, and business. And yeah, I think numbers have just started. Look at the market. You know, we talk about hundreds of millions of two-wheelers and, and, and things out there. We are just sitting on a 25,000. It's like peanut. It's not even an error. So I think our aspiration and our collective uh, drive and zeal to make it happen is the limiting factor. Demand is not a problem. I think supply is also not a problem. You want to make sure that the money is also not a problem with we hitting in that positive zone. So money flow, product-wise. So it's literally on us how much we can chew. And we will not mess it. So we will not do something stupid. We'll not just run for the heck of it and 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 kind of fall or die. So we are we have no FOMO. We know this business is is difficult, and uh, that's why this blitz scaling, hyper scaling, all of those crazy glamorous word. Uh, we don't care. We will grow business the way we think one can grow with strong governance ethics not breaking any rule so this this is how we think about the business and and the growth but it will be very financially rewarding i think when we look at the numbers they're in absolute sense very strong numbers so we feel pretty good about it mm. so i mean fingers crossed everything's coming together for you what might be your one big challenge though even if it's not in your control so uh clearly if there is something uh which changes dramatically on electric mobility outlook, uh, you know, uh, to be very honest. Uh, chances of that is low. Uh, one good thing is, uh, you know, there has been a lot of turbulence in the market with respect to fame. Mm. But at the same time, Yudu has not taken even a single subsidy. So we are, yeah, we would love to have fame benefit, but we, we were not taking it. Our business plan is not relying on it. So that could have basically gone wrong. And that's what I think some of the existing uh, electric two-wheeler manufacturers you have seen, how fame has impacted and kind of kind of deaccelerated their growth. Uh, I see, actually, honestly, no other reason. More electrification of mobility is, has to happen. Uh, suddenly, people will not change their habit. So the, the mobility as a service also is a big theme. Uh, we think that people do well. And our core focus of last mile commute uh, is also not going away because people are now investing, or the cities are more investing in public transportation even more. Uh, so now there are 12 cities with metro, big cities like Bangalore is increasing the footprint. Mumbai, we know, entire city is being laid with a new metro network. Chennai has one. So I think this last mile commute is not going away. It's going to be even bigger. Last mile delivery is something which people had some question mark. They were like that, oh my God, you know, Zomato, Swiggy, they are unprofitable business. Who will, you know, they will all evaporate. But now looking at the indication of our own habit, uh, our frequency has only doubled or tripled the way we were getting the food, groceries, all of that services. Uh, this hyper-local. So it's like kind of getting deep-rooted into our, our behavior. So... But yeah, that can also go wrong. People stop buying groceries and food and things like that. And personal mobility in the larger scheme of things, yeah, we would like it to be 
a good line item but currently our dependence on that line item is not very very large so uh, yeah so in fact when fain goes away then probably will be far more equitable ground like on a, on a better standing with respect to the high speed product because they get a lot of subsidy we don't get it so i think when fame goes away then it will be moment for this line to take off even even faster um, other structural risk may be country risk which i cannot predict uh, i think you know that part far better than i do i see positive things about the country so at least no known red flag which i can talk about okay you started out by mentioning another round of funding for ulu and uh, an ipo on the horizon can you give us a rough timeline so our wish uh, right now is to take ulu ipo within next 3 to 4 years and uh, in between you know we should also kind of do one more equity round that's the that's at least a plan uh, but we'll do it at the right time uh, we are getting good interest as i said a lot of incoming interest but so far we are very laser focus on these milestones which i told you about and uh, we think that uh, you know we have enough and more money lot of good momentum so this round if we if we raise one should just help us with taking it to the to the to the final at least ipo level of public market so so that's the intent okay very nice uh, fantastic update uh, amit on your work uh, more power to you and thank you for making time for me very generously in the middle of your work day really appreciate it thank you it's pleasure to speak with you all always hari that's it for this conversation i'll be back soon with another episode of startup fridays until then have a great friday and a wonderful weekend happy diwali everyone i'm hari arakli thank you for listening